Travel, Truth and Lies Unmasked. Written by Martin Lindstrom. Read by Alan Medcroft. Chapter 3. Seat 14E. On March the 15th, 2003, a Boeing 737-300 carrying 112 passengers, six flight attendants and two pilots took off on a three-hour flight from Hong Kong to Beijing. What no one knew was that the presence of the 72-year-old passenger in seat 14E would severely impact the lives of 18 fellow passengers, sadly claiming the lives of five passengers and changing the lives of their families forever. As the New England Journal of Medicine reported, 13 professors and scientists spent nearly a year analysing that flight from Hong Kong to Beijing, as well as two other flights from Hong Kong to Taipei a week prior and a week after the Beijing departure. By interviewing 45% of the passengers on those three flights, a total of 304 people, the scientists unveiled stunning insights into rarely discussed invisible aspects of what passengers and crew experience during a flight. They revealed how a deadly virus might spread minute by minute while we're sipping wine from our mini glasses, innocently fiddling with the entertainment system's controls and blissfully watching The Lion King, Toy Story 4 or Dora and the Lost City of Gold. What made the Beijing flight so unusual was that only one of the passengers, a 72-year-old man, had shown any symptoms of severe acute respiratory syndrome also known as SARS-associated coronavirus, SARS-CoV, or simply SARS, before boarding. Though they're both caused by a coronavirus, SARS and COVID-19 have differences. For one thing, SARS mortality rate was an estimated 9.6%, much higher than COVID-19's mortality of 1.38% to 3.4%. However, the two viruses bear strong similarities to each other. They are genetically related, share the same origin, spread through the same mechanisms, and have similar incubation periods. The 13 scientists' analysis of how SARS spread on that Hong Kong to Beijing flight provides a frightening insight into how a virus like COVID-19 has the potential to spread worldwide while half a million passengers on average find themselves sitting in close proximity with dozens or hundreds of strangers at a cruising altitude of 34,000 feet at any given moment, every day, all year round. Let's start with the good news. By analysing every minute on the Hong Kong to Beijing flight from takeoff to landing, as well as on the two other flights, the scientists were able to conclude that those passengers who boarded the plane during their SARS incubation period were unlikely to infect their fellow passengers. The scientists also concluded that where a passenger sits on a plane impacts his or her risk of contracting the virus. Though the difference in this study was not statistically significant. Most surprising of all, however, as straightforward as this conclusion may seem at first glance, the safe zone isn't where I would have guessed. The scientists observed that of the 35 passengers seated in rows 9 through 13, that is, in the rows immediately in front of the infected passenger, 11 contracted the SARS virus during the flight, 
that contrasted with only seven of the 81 passengers seated elsewhere on the plane. Most surprising, neither of the passengers sitting directly next to the infected passenger caught the virus. The conclusion was clear. If you happen to sit behind, a distance in front of, or even directly next to an infected fellow passenger, then your risk of contracting the coronavirus, SARS certainly, but probably COVID-19 too, is substantially lower than if you happen to be sitting immediately in front of the infected passenger. Of course, those passengers in rows 9 to 13 had no way of knowing about the ticking time bomb sitting just behind them. Without that knowledge, they were helpless to take action. Does this mean we're all doomed the moment we walk down that aero bridge, watching ahead for the light at the end of the tunnel? We've all been bombarded by endless streams of fake, though genuine-seeming posts on Facebook and other social channels sharing advice on the true risk of COVID-19 when taking taxis, staying in hotels or sailing on cruise ships. Not to mention the obligatory three rules for what not to do when flying, which is often featured next to five tricks you didn't know your cat could do. How do we survive the maze of fear that has bombarded us from left, right and centre ever since a bat ate a snake at the wet market in Wuhan way back in 2019? Or was it a snake that ate a bat? I can't really remember anymore. Just as confused as you, I set out on a mission to discover the true risk of flying. My aim was to help create a roadmap for actions you should consider taking and actions you should avoid to minimise your chances of contracting a virus when you're on holiday. Or, if you're travelling on business, how to carefully juggle your way through packed airports and planes, hundreds of people waiting in line for taxis and Ubers, hotel check-ins and check-outs, crowded restaurants, the keycards providing access to your room. Not to forget a bed that's been used by only 300 people before you, this year alone. I had help in my research from Intertech, brand owner of health, safety and well-being assurance program, Protech. Thomas Alva Edison, the great inventor, founded the Lamp Testing Bureau in 1896 as a way to quality check manufacturers of his latest, brightest invention, the light bulb. Eventually, Edison's company merged with several other quality testing companies, forming Intertech. And Intertech in turn has created the ProTech program. Given Intertech's diverse role as the quality controllers of everything from the black box on Air Force One and the catering food entering the White House to thousands of hotels, restaurants and airlines, they were able to lend me a solid knowledge base to tap into. I also gained incredible insights from interviews with the likes of Captain Smith, a 59-year-old veteran pilot and his entire team operating planes in and out of China in the lead-up to the outbreak of COVID-19. The engineers at Lufthansa Technik and United Airlines, responsible for checking the aircraft filters. Three professors in biology, experts in the spread of the virus. The chief housekeepers at Ritz-Carlton and other hotel chains. Folks in airline catering operations and doctors working in some of the most impacted hospitals in Italy, UK and the US. All these experts helped me establish a nuanced picture of the reality of the spread of COVID-19. 
I'll be absolutely frank. My many interviews raised some profound questions about what's really going on in those industries, which impact millions, if not billions of people around the world. My investigation raised uncomfortable questions about how well-equipped these industries are as billions of people leave lockdown and return to the world. These questions may largely determine our destiny. Spoiler alert. As you'll read in the next chapter, I was not only shocked to discover the true risk of flying in a somewhat post-COVID-19 world, I was also surprised when, more or less by coincidence, I bumped into three contamination sources that have barely been mentioned in the media. These contamination sources might, and I emphasise that word might, have a substantial impact on your health as a traveller. Frankly, during my 30 years on the road and in the air, these three sources had never crossed my mind. But the moment I discovered them, they made absolute sense. This has been Travel, Truth and Lies Unmasked, brought to you by Intertech Protech, world leaders in health, safety and well-being assurance. Discover more at protech.com.